This is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, former TNA X Division champion and former TNA World Tag Team champion, and you are listening to the TNA Cross the Line podcast. Enjoy. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 182 of the TNA Across the Line podcast. I am Bob Kline Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley in Dallas. We are just a few weeks away from TNA Sacrifice taking place on August 14th. And we only really know two matches. Sean Waltman and Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn taking credit for their... For Sean Waltman's uh, rise to fame because of their matches 15 years ago. <laughs> and the second one is yet another showdown where Kip James and Monty Brown are taking on Ron Killings and Conan. But guess what? None of the referees want to referee the match because it's been too violent. They've been getting hit. Unsafe and, work environment. That's right. And literally... Five minutes before that segment happened, Dallas was like, Bob, what if there was a special referee for another tag match and have it be BG James? Now yeah, so that has it. not been that has not been confirmed. No, but not yet, but that's gotta on. be what's going on. Come on. For this I think this week dragged, we're gonna get an answer to that one. Probably. I mean, for this to be dragged out for what they're saying October or November. Uh, we probably got to, you know, mix it up, uh, mix it up a little bit. I'm nervous. I'm terrified that if this is going to go till November. Yeah, I'm just without not sure any kind of decision by BD James. I am terrified. So, yeah, I don't know how we're going to pull that off. Uh, but we're yeah, we're coming off of impact from last week where uh, Jeff Jarrett and Rhino beat down. Raven and Jarrett had said, you know, Raven, you don't have you don't have friends. Which right. isn't true. He has had the flock and the gathering. And how about this? What if CM Punk has been signed and he returns right. to right. Impact and be like, I'm your friend, Raven? Wait, Bob, this is so funny. Cassidy Riley's kind of his friend. Well, Raven oh, didn't accept him. Shit. Raven That's didn't right. fully accept him yet, but. But he... Cassidy Riley sees him as like a mentor, like an idol. Could it be like the super fan, you know, like the little super fan gimmick like they did with the Mickey and Trish thing where she's like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And then no, she's I, like, I don't I don't know if Cassie's trying to bang him. No, well, not not that part of it, but like the dress. And that's like what that and whole like, angle is like Mickey James obsessed with her. She wants to have sex with, her, with Trish. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about the I don't know if Cassie Rye is like, I want to fuck you. <laughs> Raven, we're in a fucking the Bowery. Make it real weird. Oh, man. Well, he dressed Raven like him. Rules. Raven rules. Yeah, God. Um, I don't know. So he does kind of have one friend, in a way. He has at least one person that wants to be his friend. Right, he wants to be his friend. But Raven's kind of a loner, you know? Right. Kind of has been. But he's going to find have to find some kind of friend here, because uh, no, he's getting kind of screwed. But 
Uh, last week's impact, though, I did really enjoy. I think that was a pretty pretty good segment. Rhino's looking like a strong potential contender, um, as well as some other people are looking pretty good right now. Um, like the Super X Cup has officially started, right? Yep. Uh, we saw Samoa Joe defeat Sanjay Dutt in nine minutes and 32 seconds in the first first round match. Uh, and then in the main event, we saw AJ Styles defeat the newly named Matt Bentley in 10 minutes and 53 seconds in two very good opening round matches. Um, also, we did see a David Young-Lance White match go for two in no contest in 27 seconds after Abyss came out and attacked him, and James Mitchell made a threat to the entire roster that he's got his hand on the detonator that is the mass or the weapon of mass destruction known as the Monster Abyss. Um, as well as Kip James and Monty Brown defeating Apollo and Sonny Siaki. As Dallas has got ice cream. So, I did. I just got ice cream. He had a DoorDash driver literally enter his room and give him Dairy Queen. I said, I said, come on in upstairs. Ooh, that's good. Okay. The, u- the usual spot. The huge. So that's what happened last week. Um, and yeah, Bob already mentioned the what I thought was an enjoyable backstage promo between Waltman and Jerry Lynn. Yeah. So I like it. If it wasn't for our matches back in 1991, you wouldn't have gotten the fame that you've gotten here. And it's like, you know, I don't know about that. I don't know. Maybe the, con- the context is funny, but yeah, I thought it was well done. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, as a wrestling fan, you're probably watching that and you're like, I think it's more so when he beat Razor that one time <laughs> that probably catapulted him. But I, I fed but, him. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah. So that brings us to this week, Bob. We're assuming we're going to see some more uh, Super X Cup tournament matches as well as who knows what else. Oh, another thing I didn't mention is that the reason that Matt Bentley lost is because James Storm came out and super kicked him. Right. Continuing the story that we saw at No Surrender. So that's kind of an important thing to point out as well. Uh, We just got two things that we're going to discuss quickly before we get into today's show. And then we will talk about a couple things during the show as well. Not a ton this week, though. Uh, This is how it goes. As you uh, longtime listeners know, uh, the week after the pay-per-view is a little long. And after that, it's not super crazy. You know, that's not a hint, Bob. Damn it. But I do have... A huge announcement to kick us off. That's right. Uh, on. Let me check our dates here. Technically, the day before our last episode aired, TNA officially confirmed what that we have been reporting, that the Spike TV deal is finalized. That's right. They called all the wrestlers, and then Spike mm-hmm. sent out a press release just stating that there was a deal. No details were announced other than Dixie Carter being excited and saying Spike is going to massively promote the show. Uh, the real key, Dave Meltzer says here, is if Spike will run commercials for the debut during Raw and the other WWE weekend programming like it has for UFC. If not, if TNA can buy local market ads during Raw and SmackDown to promote the debut of the show. Uh, wrestling will be promoted as part of the new, quote, Slamming Saturday Night which will include three straight hours of UFC, which Dave thinks is overkill, but it's probably as good of a lead-in as TNA could possibly get. No first date was announced, but it will likely be October 1st, still a possibility of October 8th. 
since the planned first taping is September 27th, and they will start once again doing two shows every taping every other Tuesday night in Orlando instead of doing the four that we are currently doing. That's better. Big deal, dude. Big announcement here. So that that you think is going to be mentioned on TV this week? I don't know. That's the thing I'm wondering is, do we get a graphic? Do we get something? It sounds like if it was announced the day before our last episode, they probably didn't have time production-wise yeah. to get something together. Yeah, there's no there's a good chance time. we hear about it today. And if we don't, they're going to start talking about it at Sacrifice 1,000%. Right. We're going to get annoyed that the fact they're going to be like, in October, we're on Spike. They're going to say it's yes. so fucking much. Yeah. But you think about it. I mean, we'll obviously talk about this more in depth and stuff as we keep going. But this is a pretty big deal. We went from no TV, weekly pay-per-views, to uh, essentially a regional sports network. And now we're going on Spike. Paying, not paying, it does not matter. It's Spike TV. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a big deal in 2005. No, I agree. I just, I really don't think they're paying. There's, I don't, I don't either. I don't think they are. But, well, uh, well, I'm sure we'll, we're going to hear a lot more about that. But I'm excited. I, th- I think that they would be, they're probably getting, at minimum, the production costs covered by Spike. That would be, that would be huge for them. Yeah. And then maybe a slight, like, you know, some profit off of it. But they're at minimum getting production costs. That's what I think, too. But we'll get confirmation, I'm sure, at some point. I do think, for looking ahead, I'm pretty sure Jarrett said is when they're on Spike, they are immediately profitable. But what do I know? That's what I, that's what I remember. That's all I remember him saying. And I'm taking that as like October. <laughs> so. Right. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, um, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, the, my other note here is about more people that were backstage. Um, and then we'll get into the show. But we talked last week about Chris Canyon and Shannon Moore being at the, the TV taping and the pay-per-view respectively. Well, also both Billy Kidman and Jeff Hardy. We're at the TV tapings um, on July 19th as well. Uh, Dave says, I would suspect that Hardy would return around the time that they got television because they do need familiar faces early on the Spike show. There's really no purpose for him until then. And with his frequent no-shows, and uh, if he didn't have the star power, there's no way that they'd even consider him for a job. Uh, he does say, I still think no-showing a pay-per-view is worse than crying about doing a job. And DDP is every bit as big of a star than uh, Hardy, and I think that there is no interest in bringing him back at all. So, pretty interesting uh, way to look at it. Uh, Kidman and Canyon will likely get looked at to see where they stand. Again, TNA can't add everyone, and for everyone they add, they will likely have to subtract someone. So it's not as easy to give them full-time spots as you'd think. He says that the belief is they'll try and bring some big names back for a short time for early familiarity as well as any any, uh, UFC connection, an attempt of any kind of that. Uh, TNA wants to form a business alliance with the UFC where they cross-promote, which is something they've always been interested in, but more so since they are on the same night. But Dave says, I don't see UFC having any interest in it, but time will tell. Probably not. No, probably not. UFC would not need that at all. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I don't think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, interesting. Uh, so some interesting names backstage, some we've heard. Billy Kidman, I think, would be even interesting just to see on here at all. But I like Billy Kidman. So. I do too, but I don't know if I see him. I don't see him fitting in necessarily, but. Yeah, I don't know if I see him in TNA. Unless he comes in and he's like. Jerry, I remember our matches from 1989. But oh, my God. If it wasn't for those, you wouldn't be he in the spot in, that you're in. He could have, like, a guest spot in, like, a, an X Division tournament or something. Right? I don't know. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, you know, if they did, like, another X Division gauntlet for the gold or something. Yeah, like, that'd be cool. Yeah, why not? That'd be pretty cool. Or if, you know, Daniels was... If his gimmick was like, you know, I'm the greatest X Division or Cruiserweight champion or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then Billy Kimmon can be like, what the fuck did you say? I was a Cruiserweight champion. I'm the best lightweight champ, whatever, you know? And, uh, right, right. Challenge you. as like a one-off or something. I like that. See, I don't know. There's potential, but I'd rather yeah, there's see always, there's always if possible. I had to pick. I agree. I would rather see Cannon. Assuming he's fully healthy and you know, right. capable of performing absolutely uh well bob that's a short intro to today's show we will talk about some other notes during the show um as well as continue on with the super x cup and i will continue to eat my uh ice cream it's gonna be a good show (laughs) yeah just rub it in it's great uh all right well let's get into the july 29th 2005 edition of tna impact the approximate runtime for this is 45 minutes and 30 seconds i'm going to count down from three when i say play that's when we're going to watch it if you want to watch along with us impact plus personal collection i don't know if i already said that probably did but it doesn't matter so here we go three two one play Uh, this is tna the new phase a professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Here we go. A timeless battle rages. This is like a pay-per-view intro. Yeah, it is. Barry Scott and all. Now we're seeing Rhino and Raven. This is from last week, of course. Raven has nobody. He has no friends. It's even more interesting to me because of the Cassidy Riley like tried to be his friend at No Surrender, and they're like, he's got no one. <laughs> but like you said, he, he's never he has not accepted him. Right, right. I think that's the very big important part of that whole yeah. situation. Here's the impact zone, baby. Just say it. Say my name. See all these signs in the crowd, Bob? Well, not that view. Well, if you brought a uh, a TNA sign to WWE, they've been confiscating them and threatening to kick people out if you hold up a TNA sign. (laughs) At WWE shows? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Alvarez adds on that this is part of Kevin Dunn's ongoing crusade to make sure wrestling fans have complete freedom of expression. 
uh, Shark Boy. The cult favorite. Shark Boy. Who's been, we've seen him so often now. I know. I actually am pretty surprised how often and how long we've seen Shark Boy for. Yeah. And Sanjay Dutt? Is this a four way? I guess it's three. Oh, there we go. Three way. The original player from the Himalaya. Oh. So Johnson, the referee, he feels safe enough with the X Division guys here. Well, of course. Would you rather have Shark Boy diving on you or getting an elbow by uh, Kip James? It's hard to say. I mean, he's got the fin on his head. That's true. He does bite people. Right. Yep, so we're seeing two more first-run matchups tonight. Shelly and Shocker. Oh, they did have the slam reversary match. That's right. They did. Petey Williams and Chris Saban's the main event. That's going to be a freaking banger of a main event, dude. Oh, he kind of missed them there, but uh, Dutt, he was trying to flip Dutt out of the ring, and his arm slipped, I think, but Dutt's on the apron now. Springboard. Moonsault, but Skipper catches him. Oh, Shark Boy with a roll-up? But with Dutt's also pin Okay, it's kicking. That was like a double pin. I know. Play of the day. Oh, 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 not quite. He wishes. Irish whipped Shark Boy into the corner. Oof. So Skipper's concentrating on Sanjay Dutt now. Oh, Shark Boy was looking like he was going to go for that sunset power bomb that he hit um, actually on Smojo and Skipper a few weeks back. And, uh, well, Skipper caught him. Oh, roll up. He's got the tights, but he gets drop kicked by Dutt. Dutt said, no, you're not pinning him. Does uh, Skipper look slimmer to you? Hmm. Like not like he was kind of jacked for a little while. Oh, so you're saying like yeah, his muscle definition. I mean, he's like freaking traps are is giant. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're getting at. He might be off the juice. Irish whip countered by Duck. Oh. 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 Got pushed off the rope. Now both Dutt and Skipper are on the floor. Shark Boy about to do a dive. Oh, crossbody. Oh, Skipper caught him. Drops him on the guardrail.
Incredible. Oh, a kick to the back to die on the floor. He's trying to take him out of the freaking match here, dude. It's not very nice. Oh, <laughs> right into the ring post. Yeah, you notice a little bit of a more of an edge from primetime here, dude. He's never been bad or mean at all. No, he's been very kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one in, you know, for uh, Sanjay Dutt here. He, uh, on July 16th, he lost to Loki at Jersey All Pros Gord. Oh. In Rahway, New Jersey. Now, I'm, one, I'm sure you're probably wondering, Gord? And, yeah, yeah. Rhino was on that show. Wow. And he so defeated, just got the pin, by the way. And he, he defeated Balls Mahoney. What the fuck? <laughs> so, there's that for Rhino. After a devastating loss last week, Sanjay has made it up. Oh, we're backstage. BG James talking to Larry Zabisco. Oh, he's got yeah. his cheaters on, dude. Conan, Alpha Male. You got it all wrong. I'm not an instigator. I'm stuck in the middle. Zabisco says, I got all these referees who claim they're victims, so. I'm stuck without a referee. He goes, if I was a TNA official, I wouldn't get in that ring either. Okay. He's got an idea that's good for the fans, good for TNA, and we'll take the pressure off the referees. And he just handed BG James a referee shirt. You're going to be the special referee at Sacrifice, he says. I like how BG James was like, what is this? It's pretty obvious what it is, BG James. It's a referee shirt. I don't know. It's his new job at Foot Locker. Um, Bob, uh, it's been noted here that the company has trademarked two things. One is Kip James, and the other is very interesting, and it's the James Gang. You can take that for what it's worth. But they've been trademarked, and it has been reported. They just, okay, so that... (laughs) <laughs> well, that, tell, that tells yeah. you where it's going. I mean, what the fuck? How you like that shit, dude? Here comes Alex Shelley. You know, I'm sure like that's probably like public. It is. That's why it's or whatever. Yeah, but it's just like how do who goes out of their way to like look that up? Wrestling fans. They still do it today. I hate it. Yeah, but like who? Do, I don't understand. Like why you do that. Um, who's he? Oh, shocker. That's right. Uh, Alex Shelley's got a couple of notes here. Uh, back on July 22nd, uh, he was involved in a four way dance at Border City Wrestling <clears throat> where Petey Williams retained the Can Am television title, defeating AJ Styles, Alex Shelley, and Chris Sabin. That sounds like a good match. 
yeah. And then the next day on July 23rd, Alex Shelley teamed up with Eddie Vegas as a member of the embassy to defeat Generation Next, which was Austin Aries and Roderick Strong at Ring nice. of Honor, the homecoming in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, if you're wondering why it's called homecoming, it's because Rhino was there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rhino would have been a good guy to have in Ring of Honor, though. And I know he goes there much later, but at this at this time, he yeah. would have fit in more than uh, Spike Dudley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a Shocker note as these two are about to square off here. Shocker apparently attempted to get out of working on the last pay-per-view and the tapings, calling from Mexico the day before and saying he had a bad back. When they noted that he was still working in Mexico, he claimed that he could work there uh, without aggravating it. Well, they pressured him to fly in, which he did, seemingly having trouble adjusting to being a superstar all week, where everything he does gets over, and he's prevented, presented in such a big way, and then coming in where he can't just walk down the aisle, kiss his biceps because they don't have the 10 years worth of good wrestling that has gotten him over. So he's having like a culture shock. Yeah, like I'm not as big here. Right. And I will say, I think it's kind of funny they forced him to come in when he had a pre-show match at the pay-per-view that mm-hmm. probably not a lot of people saw, including us. And at least at this moment, he's in the Super X Cup. Now, unless he wrestles more than once here, if he beats Shelly, uh, which I think is potentially a big if, then, like, did you really have to force him? <laughs> Right, and then he so he didn't want to come in, and you're also looking to cut expenses. Yeah. So unless they already paid for the flight, which they probably did for Mexico. Well, yeah, true. So they probably didn't want to waste that money. Oh, evenly matched, dude. We're standing off. Oh, right hand knocks Shelly out of the ring, dude. Wow. Vicious right hand. Oh, we're going to commercial break. Oh, I thought we were going to come back to a dive. Like we did with the Samoa Joe match last week. Now, I know we got Sacrifice coming up here August 14th, but I do have the official name for our September uh, pay-per-view, if you're curious what that could be. On September 11th, uh, which is the paper after sacrifice, which we just saw the graphic in the corner there. Uh, it will be called Unbreakable. Mm. Interesting name. Well, yeah, it's an interesting name, good name, but then also the date, September 11th. I'm assuming Unbreakable, mm. the tragedy, you know. I didn't make that connection, but... There might be some level of connection there. There could be. Shelly with a spin kick to send Shocker to the floor. Now he's getting a running head start, and... Suicide dive. That was nice. I love the camera angle. So the, they have so much room behind the dives that they can get yeah. such a nice shot. And then Shocker hit the uh, announcer's table, which it did not break. 
It never does, dude. In TNA, it never fucking breaks. Ever. It blows my mind. Blows my mind. That's like the ultimate TNA trivia question. When did the TNA announce table break? Because it's fucking never. It never did. Even like in modern times, like it hasn't broken? Dude, I don't know if it has. I That's don't crazy. think so. Not to my knowledge that I can think of. Oh, whoa. Pinning oh, a temp- I... something. What was happening there? I thought he had Wow. It. A unique hybrid style of actually tilt-to-whirl backbreaker. From Shocker. Thank you, Mike Tanay. Oh, Shocker going high risk. And Frog Splash. Frog Splash. One, two. His Frog Splash kind of looked like if a robot was doing one, but he did it, so that's fine. Oh, look at this cover. You got it. Oh, my God. Wow. So. Oh, that's Shocker's Shocker's own. Oh. What does he call that? I don't know which one that one is. One of them is called the Shockwave. One of them is called something that we just talked about last week. Hold on. I got the notes. The Shocker Spear? Is that the Cradle Hold? I don't know. I don't know. We're backstage with James Mitchell and Abyss. Everyone's up in arms about the bodies that Abyss laid in wake last week. This is David Young and Lance Hoyt. (laughs) Want a title shot wrestler to wait in line. Well, Abyss is just a little bit impatient. Answer the same way. You control and char- a charging bull during mating season. Wow, Abyss is wild, then, huh? According to the laws of natural selection, there's prey and predators. And as far as Abyss is concerned, everyone in his way is his prey. Uh, why, Lance Hoyt, I'm wondering, you're probably wondering why you. Oh, Abyss has nothing against Lance White, dude. That's good to know. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, he won't be the last. Scary. Abyss is going to dismantle and rebuild TNA. Yeah, but how was he at the wrong place at the wrong time? He was in a singles match in the ring. He wanted to make a statement at the beginning of the show. This is going to, once again, display his dominance over TNA. <laughs> I think uh, James Mitchell 
significantly improves Abyss's presence on screen. I agree with that. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Kazzy Riley. Coming Raven out with the Raven stalker. shirt on. Yeah, Dallas thinks that he's trying to sleep with Raven. No. Hero worship. Um, I don't know when there's going to be a better time for this one. So they were just talking about Lance White, though. Um, as Cassidy Riley's doing all the Raven taunts, it's pretty funny. Uh, Lance Hoyt did a uh, radio interview here. Uh, he was a guest on In Your Head Radio last week and said yeah. in regards... Wait, in who's your he head. fighting here? I used to do their Hats. interview transcri- transcriptions. Did you really? Wow. Yeah. Mikey Bats is his opponent, by the way. He's mean Mikey Bats, though. So in, in regards of the Hoyt chance, uh, he says... That not to be cocky, he knew it was going to happen. What? Uh, he was asked about all the people doing the Hoyt chants, and he says not to be cocky. Oh, he knew it was going to happen. That he, that he knew it was going to happen. Because he has drinks. Uh, he also, yeah. Uh, he talked about how Kid Cash had taken him under his wing, and how if Cash hadn't left, that he, they'd surely be the tag team champions at some point. I think it's a fair statement. Sure. Uh, he said that TNA needed Hoyt merchandise, and the company needed to focus on the young stars. I mean, I don't think he's wrong with that. No, I don't think he's wrong at all. I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging this whole Cassie Riley wanting to be like Ravens. I like it too because I mean, he's wearing the shoes. He's got the socks, the little genie shorts. Yeah, I don't hate it. <laughs> There's the Neva. Oh, <laughs> he's doing the whole God. thing. I like this. He's like dying. Oh, shit. Here's Rhino. <laughs> Poor Mike. Oh, Mikey jumped. Oh, he like jumped in it. That's how oh, you do it. Right there how Cassidy did it. That's how you do it. Cassidy took that way better than Mikey did. Mikey jumped, so he got... St- oh, <laughs> shit. Rhino down. driver. Oh. Is Raven going to save Cassidy? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's not running. <laughs> no, he's taking straight time. He could have hit. No, that he's line. just standing up there, dude. That's pretty funny. Well, apparently, you two have decided. Oh, put me in a tag team situation. As you figure, since I have no friends, and probably never will, your best chance no, is a two-on-one situation. He said, who's, who's going to be my partner? Canyon. Who better? <laughs> it's amazing what you'll find for 17 years of giving your heart and your soul to the sport. Two people can bond over the fact that if one is scarred bad enough, then you can't uh, refuse the pain. Sometimes when you have no friends, an enemy will do. Lights out. Lights out. Who is it, Bob? Hurry, guess. Well, there's only one time. The lights go out. It's usually probably Sabu. I think it's um, Balls Mahoney. Okay. Sandman. <laughs> no, Sabu. It's Sabu! <laughs> Cheer shot to Rhino. Cheer shot to Jarrett. Oh. 
Oh, the crowd is going Triple nuts. springboard moonsault. Yeah, wow, dude. Nuts. Sabu is back. Our intro video is back to being accurate. Triton can't get a pay raise, but we can bring back Sabu. There's a big difference there, buddy. Two on two. Raven says. I can promise you one word pain. So now remember the like a My year God. ago, these guys were having a blood feud <clears throat> and like hanging people. Oh, he did say when you can't have a find a friend, you pick an enemy. And it's yeah, not why would it. Sabu do this? Raven showed that he can't trust them. Well, that did happen. How <laughs> <sighs> do I know? Well, Matt Bentley uh, again. Yeah, here comes Matt Bentley with Tracy. I have a Sabu oh. note. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. I do. Uh, Sabu was telling people in the dressing room uh, the reason he came in, claiming that WWE was trying to get him uh, as late as the night before his DNA debut, uh, and was because he said in the end that Vince McMahon doesn't respect his style and what he's done, and he didn't want to work for him. He also noted all the work Scott Demore did by arranging the benefit show for him when he was broke and out. Sabu had described just how bad his condition was when he first got the infection from what was believed to be a bad steroid shot in Puerto Rico, <laughs> saying he was very close to death at one point. As his skin was falling off and he was rushed to the hospital, he was about to go into a massive cardiac arrest. Wow. So Sabu almost died uh, during the his uh, time off there. Well, you know what? He's absolutely—he's probably that's why right he chose about, TNA. He's probably right about Vince McMahon not uh, respecting his style, because like that style doesn't really go well for WWE purposes. Right. Here comes James Storm with Chris Harris by his side. Looks like we're finally getting that one-on-one -on -one match. I'm surprised they didn't hold off till Sacrifice. Actually, I think I might have. Hold on, let me double check here. I thought I had an uh, interesting note. It was noted on last week's Observer. Uh, I didn't say it, though, but basically, his, they, they say uh, Sabu working the upcoming TNA pay-per-view pretty much tells you how the discussions ended up with WWE. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there was... I might have to hold on to it till uh, our next week's show because I can't seem to find it easily. There was, I believe, someone else that they were talking about that they wanted as Raven's partner, and it fell through. Who else? I don't know who else they could have gotten. I'm trying to find it. It would be funny if it was Balls Mahoney. <laughs> I don't think it was. But I like the idea, too. Sam, Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas. Damn, I don't know where it is. I can't find it. So hold on to that thought. All right, Storm and Bentley on the floor here now with Storm chopping away on Bentley. Oh, no, he's going to drop him groin first on the railing. That never feels good. Oh, and a little punch. Uh, I also just realized I missed part of my Lance Hoyt interview because it was on the next page. Oh. So just to add on to that really quick, um, he was asked about his influence in wrestling, and he listed 
not surprisingly, Kevin Nash. He also said mm-hmm. Undertaker and Sting. He actually called Sting the biggest influence of all. Uh, he said Nash once told him that he hoped that he had all the success just with less leg injuries. I thought that was funny. <laughs> and so far, I think that's going pretty well for uh, Lance. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Bentley just drove James Storm into the ring apron. And we are 26 minutes and 18 seconds into this show here. Oh, whipped into the ring post. James Storm just fucking flew around that post. I like how Harris immediately was like, it's okay, pal, get up. <laughs> yeah. Pan him on the back. Knee drop by Bentley. Going for another cover and only gets a two. Dallas is really trying to find out who that partner was for Raven. I I am. You're right. I am. I just want to read it for how it's supposed to be. I think I remember the name. So I'll tell you guys, but I, I hope I can find the actual note. I'm pretty sure... It said they wanted Terry Funk. Wow. If I actually find if I actually find the full note, we'll make sure that we cover it, but I can't I can't seem to find it. Oh yeah. The original uh, yeah, they wanted it to be Terry Funk, um but the date coincided with his wedding anniversary, so he turned on the booking for the pay-per-view. Because that's what it's clear what we're building here. Right, right, right. Um, So that is why it's not Terry Funk. Although it seems like the WWE stuff fell through with Sabu anyway. So, but we're talking about the Matt Bentley name due to the legal situation. I like how uh, Mike today made it sound like shocking that his his real it's his real name. He wants to be known by his real name. Not his well, that is name. kind of breaking the fourth wall in wrestling. Oh, yes. It? And I hate that. I hate that. They're like, so he's not going by his ring name anymore. Not he's going like, by... And I hate to bring, keep on bringing up like Triton, but of course no one thinks that Triton's real name is Triton. Well, that's, yeah. You know, but regardless. Or like Papa Shango. You know, that guy doesn't just go walking down the street looking like a voodoo fucking... It's Papa Shango. Yeah. Papa whatever. Shango. Going for a suplex. Is he going to hit it? No. Storm. Oh, a cradle. Nope. Oh, and Michael Shane clotheslines him. This is actually a more heavy on the Michael or uh, Matt Bentley side than I was I would expect. Yeah. I'm still, you know, Terry Funk. I know we saw a hardcore homecoming. And he was like, you know, fine in that. But that was also a no rope barbed wire match. How bad can you be? <laughs> Right. I don't know how him teaming up with Raven against Cher- I feel like it make Raven I think it make Raven look weak. Yeah, and like the whole enemy thing though, that would tie in with Funk because like in ECW right. they had a thing. But I feel like it make Raven look weak. I think Sabu is a good choice. Sabu is definitely a better choice than 
than Funk. Now, they didn't end up having their singles match, did they? What's that? Didn't Sanjay Dutt, he filled in? No, they had a singles match. They did end up having it? Yeah, because didn't he DDT Sabu off like the middle rope through a table or whatever? Oh. They had a, they had one, and I think they were supposed to have another. And that's when Dutt filled it. But in. then Dutt did it. Because I think that was around the time uh, Sabu was out injured mm. with that apparently steroid shot. Yeah, yeah. apparently. He ain't hiding it. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, they definitely had. Because I remember ordering that weekly pay-per-view that that match opened up the show, if I remember correctly. Steroid shot. Steroid shot. Steroid shot. <laughs> In quotes. Suplex off the top here by Matt Bentley to James Storm. Let's see. Is he going to hit it? I'm going to say no. No, he pushed him off. And, oh, he runs into a kick. Oh, he's going to hit the hangman. Oh, he's got to put that hat on. That's not the eight-second ride. He said about eight seconds, but that's not what it is. But he got a pin off of it, so it doesn't matter what it is. Even Don West is surprised. Mike Teddy goes, I can tell by the look on your face. <laughs> I thought, like, wouldn't Alex Shelley be out there, too? He's been teaming with... Uh, yeah, yeah, he probably should have been. Backstage with AJ Styles here, interviewed by Shane Douglas. I love that Shane Douglas is so connected to the yellow. He goes, can I get one of those impact shirts with the embroidered <laughs> impact logo, but in yellow? Right. The best of the best of the exhibition. I wear my wedding ring around my neck. Oh my god, he does, doesn't he? And it's a choker. It's a choker. Ooh, maybe it was AJ Styles that made the X Division. Pretty one it was Chris Saban. He's talking highly about the competitors tonight. The winner of that match can find out how phenomenal. They already have because he's beat. Yeah. Fourth and final matchup. So we have Samoa Joe and Shelly potentially next week, I'm assuming. And Joe's going to win that one, no doubt about it. I mean, yeah, come on. And then Styles against Williams or Saban, and that main event is coming up next. Petey Williams coming out first. Who are we rooting for here? I'm I'm rooting for Saban. Easily Saban. I like both a lot, but I think it's got to be Saban. I do too, but I like Saban more. Uh-oh. Who's at the table? Is it Daniels? Yes. Daniels is at the table again. Saying that he must rate up there with Daniels, or uh, AJ Styles. Um, here's a, a couple notes for you quick. Pretty much might as well wrap it up. So on a BWR radio show, uh, Mike Tanay made the same claim that Dixie said where Spike is going to be aggressively promoting the shows. Uh, and Don West uh, on the uh, same show as Chris Sabin's come out 
Um, he, he noted that Vince Russo actually contacted him years earlier than his career started about going to WCW, but he could not fit it in his schedule at the time. So I think that was kind of interesting. And then also, he was asked about guys he'd like to see come into TNA. And I think one of the names is going to surprise you that Don West pulled out here. So he says the Dudleys. I think it's an obvious uh, mm-hmm. thing to say. And secondly, he says Austin Aries. So Don West paying attention. How? What? <laughs> so either he was fed that or he's paying attention. I don't know if I see Don West watching Ring of Honor. Uh-huh. I don't know, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, cradle shot. Cradle shot. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and here, I'll give you my final note of the show so we can really enjoy this match as they both set each other's foot down. Uh, it, uh, fortunately, it looks like Trinity has been released. That doesn't surprise me. Now, I think we've kind of been waiting that it's kind of been her end, but she had a, a pretty good run here. I really enjoyed Trinity a lot, but I don't think she was used for her potential, and I don't think that the timing of her career uh, worked in her favor very much either. Right. Bulldog by saving, that's going to get him a two count. Oh, he says Saban won the first Super X Cup because Daniels was not part of the tournament. That's what Daniels is saying in commentary. Off the ropes. Kind of a kick to the shoulder, but. So smart of them to put Daniels on the booth again this week instead of just the Samoa Joe match, making it Mm -hmm. seem too obvious. I liked how Daniels was saying that he has been such a dominant champion they had to make a tournament to figure out the next challenger for him at the next pay-per-view. That's pretty. That's a pretty good way to uh, put it. Oh, PD to the apron. Oh, sunset for the powerbomb to the floor, but no, PD countered it and goes for a leg drop. Saban moved. A1 goes for a punch. He counters that. PD, tornado DDT off the apron to the floor. We're both down on the mat now. Also a cover, throw a save in the ring. Of course, that's a two count. Okay, we knew that wasn't going to happen. Yes, of course, the winner faces AJ Styles. PD dropkick to the back of the head of Saban. A1 just ripped up a fan sign. That's pretty rude. That's really that's really messed up, man. Did you see uh, that a- the AEW list of stuff that's banned? I did. I did it was pretty that. fair. Yeah, I mean, they don't, they don't want to be crowd. as. I like that. Yeah, they don't want to be as dangerous and um, repetitive or whatever. I don't. I don't see anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with adding safety or having things like cleared. 
Yeah. Well, that's then, that's I think a bigger part of that too is like unless cleared by the. Although I don't think they're going to let people just bleed in the crowd all the time anyways, but <laughs> no, 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 but more so like the moves or whatever. Right. Right. No more uh, fake seizures in the ring. I like that. Or like, oh, it's funny. Or, or like, uh, Brian Danielson just did it. at oh, uh, forbidden door. And my friend texts me, he goes, I don't know about that spot. <laughs> yeah. He just had a fake, uh, did a fake seizure thing. Yeah, see, yeah, you don't need to do that. He's got a uh, straight jacket choking on Saban here, and a couple knees to the back, lays him down, pulls him up. Ooh, Backward. slams him over the back of his knee, or his back on his knee. Do you like the towel guy in the front row, by the way? He like the towel over his head. Yeah, I, I feel like he's trying to be like Samoa Joe, and that's why I think it's really funny. He might just be hot. If you're hot, why do you want a towel on your head? Maybe it's cold. It's definitely... Oh, okay. I'll give Maybe you that. water on it. Maybe he's trying to do a Sabu. Oh, he knew. It's almost covering his face at this point. Yes, and he had it on last week as well. Because, as a reminder, four shows are taped. So pretty much every single backstage thing that we're seeing uh, during these next few shows, like the crowd, live crowd didn't see that. So, yeah. like, the Lynn and Sean Waltman thing, that was even noted, but I didn't know if it was really worth mentioning. But, I mean, that was, the crowd didn't see that. They've heard about it. It was like, oh, there's this heated thing that they filmed between these guys, but... Well, that's why you got to watch the show. Exactly. Did they just invite Daniels to come back next week and sit in the booth again? I think so, yeah. Saving get tossed to the floor, and now A1 throwing some kicks. There's that rip sign all over the ground. Hey, does his, did he wash his tights? Oh, I got to check again when, he, when they show him. I think he, I think he did. They probably were like, dude, it looks like you sat in something. It looks white. Double knees. Compared to what it was. Free on the rope. Rudy Charles caught him. Forty minutes, forty-five seconds into the show. Remember, these guys, uh, they had a pretty good match not long ago because Saban knew how to count the, counter the Destroyer into the Cradle Shot. That's right. So he knows, a, he knows that Destroyer pretty good. Of course, Daniels also countered it, which he's talking about in commentary. About to see the O Canada stomp, step on the groin in the corner. Looks like it. Oh, Canada. But, oh, Saban. End up pushed him out of the ring. I was just gonna say he probably doesn't know how to counter that, and then he did. And he did. Hmm. Nice dive by Saban. Saban to the floor. 
Great move. Guys in the truck, we need a replay. Keith, Keith in the truck. One day we're doing the drinking game. We're going to go back to the first time they figured out how to do replays. Oh, my. I... (laughs) That show that was, was a that was a great that was a great episode. Atomic drop by Saban, jawbreaker, kick to the gut. Saban coming off the ropes, drop kick to the head. Crowd's cheering for him. Let's see, let's go, let's go. Oh, Petey moved. Oh, a little spin kick there to the the midsection. Buckle bomb? No, no, running tiger bomb there too. No, Petey uh, kicks out at two. Nice. Oh, oh, you hear that? Tanae Does that remind you of anyone, lighter. Daniels? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was like, remind you of anyone? Juice and Thunder Liger. We've heard the rumors they've been trying to get that match to happen. Oh, Petey countered whatever Saban was trying to go for there. Uh, going for the destroyer. Can we go? Can we destroyer? No. Oh, roll through, roll through. Oh, what is happening? What he took out Satan's leg. Sharpshooter. No way. Come on. Come on. You hear that? He's not one dimensional, Don. Are they going to try to get the sharpshooter over? He's won with it before. Ah, uh, Saban got the rope and uh, Petey fell Thank off. God. Thank God. You think fatigue is a factor here, Don West? Kicks him in the head as he's in the corner. Petey going to the middle rope. Goes for a crossbody, but Saban caught him. Tilt world. Well, kind of a bit. Tilt world. Backbreaker. Oh, shit. It's like a T-bone suplex. Goes for cover. Nope. This is pretty good, man. This is a good uh, Super X Cup match again. I like the Super X Cup way better than any other shit we've watched. Yeah. Inseguri. Step up Inseguri there. Here we go. Cradle Shock. Oh, he's got it. He hits oh, it, but A1's on the apron. He's showing the referee, hey, I cleaned the back of my tights. <laughs> and Rudy Charles it does is look like, yeah. brighter, dude. Yeah, it does. He's like, I know, but you got to get off the apron. And A1's like, no, dude, you know how much bleach I had to put on here? Oh, no. He's got the, the flag. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, kick it out of the ring there, buddy. Oh, okay, here we go. This is bullshit. Can you destroy her? Oh, fuck. Oh, That's about to be it, huh? On. Two. Looks the lag. Oh, man. Well, you know, AJ and PD makes sense, too. I mean, PD's beating yeah. AJ, so now there's, like, a reasonable doubt. Look at Sam. He's, like, crying. He's like, damn it, I lost. And we went off the air. All right. Well, I, I think that was another good episode. So do I, dude. We were on a freaking roll on our way to sacrifice here. For a company that does not 
have television, like broadcast television. <clears throat> they're uh, they're not doing a bad job. I mean, they could have been mailing it in right now, right? Because it's on the internet. It's on fucking Sun Sports in Florida. Like, who's really paying attention to it? But I'd argue we're getting better shows now than we were when we were on TV, right? Which is like pretty wild. Yeah, I think that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about Sacrifice, man. And I feel like I, I feel like I keep saying this, and I don't mean it to sound bad, but it's just another like a Sacrifice is not really a pay per view I keep, I think about often. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I I don't think I do either. Not as bad as Hard Justice. Hard Justice is the throwaway pay per view, but Sacrifice I don't really think of a lot. I guess. I guess I think of the DVD cover a lot because, well, Raven's on it. But, I mean, that's all I think about is the cover of the DVD I got. Right. I don't know, but it's shaping up pretty good. It looks like we are, I don't think they officially announced it, but Raven, Sabu versus Jarrett and Rhino is appearing. That's what we're going to get. Um, Unless they do it on Impact and then do something else at Sacrifice. I suppose they could do that. If I had to guess, that's the pay-per-view. Yeah, me too. Let's go. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Do you think that Rhino wrestles before that? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the trend has been that anytime there's a person that debuts or something, aside from Samoa Joe, recently at least, <clears throat> that they um, that they would uh, wrestle before like a pay-per-view. I'm fine with that. Doesn't bother me. Like, didn't that happen with like Kip James? Yes, and we were like, "Why didn't they just wait?" It was literally like two days before the pay per view, and they put him in the. In the yeah, it was kind of silly, <laughs> just to be honest. Yeah, you should just waited it, but. Yeah, no, I mean, and it doesn't matter. Like, I don't think. I don't think if you have a guy like Rhino or anybody really you no, know, on TV before pay-per-view, that's going to be like, oh, I don't need to watch the pay-per-view because you want the, you want to see the pay-per-view the, match. The big blow-off or whatever it's going to be. Right. Yeah. So, like, if Rhino were to fight Cassidy Riley, right, um, Impact before Sacrifice, I would not be like, oh, all right, well, I saw him beat this guy in 42 <laughs> seconds, so I don't need to watch yeah, Sacrifice yeah. anymore. You know? No. I agree. Like, I agree. That's not how it's going to work. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's shaping up good, though, man. Waltman and Lynn is happening. We got the, oh, again, Three Life Crew versus Kip James and Monty Brown with BG as the referee. So it's shaping up to be a pretty decent show. The finals, which we are assuming is Samoa Joey J. Styles. I don't know how it is not. I would be shocked. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'd be shocked. If they didn't. So I think it's shaping up pretty good. I'm not going to complain about that right now. And Abyss is fucking just running rampant right now. Who knows what he's going to be doing next? Yeah, well, he's again, he's sure Raven recently beat him, but he's still a strong contender Mm -hmm. to uh, eventually get another title shot. Absolutely. Yeah, you can never, never count him out. That's right. All right, well, that should wrap up this week's episode as we are now just two weeks away 
from sacrifice. We're just a couple of months away from a Spike TV debut, which is officially announced. It has not been noted on television yet. Not yet. By television, I mean their internet show slash only syndication in a local market of Florida. I'm assuming it's going to be mentioned at Sacrifice. I think so, too. I think that's when they're going to start doing that. It's got to be. So we'll keep our, uh, our eyes out for that. But, all right, we'll see you guys next week for another edition. For Dallas Gridley, I'm Bob Conley Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast.